All right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, September 26, 2023, or 0926-23. Human Resource Professional Day in the U.S. of A. Designed to pay tribute to the hardworking and hopefully patient people working in human resource departments across the country. If you work for a large company with a large, helpful human resource department, you know how crucial it is to have a good HR department. Crucial to your happiness on the job and your happiness with the company. At least that has been my experience. Nothing more frustrating than an HR department that doesn't do HR. So if you work in HR, kudos to you. Today is your day. Today is also hashtag Lumberjack Day. The history of Lumberjacks can easily be traced back more than two centuries, but the history of Lumberjack Day only dates back to the year 2000. It was conceived around lumberjacks eating pancakes and or waffles as a celebration. With maple syrup, I would imagine, as the term lumberjack originally comes from Canada, home to the best maple syrup and where they also celebrate Lumberjack Day. And on the food calendar, lo and behold, today is National Pancake Day, also established in the early 2000s. So, which came first, lumberjacks eating pancakes leading to Pancake Day, or more likely, Pancake Day leading to the lumberjacks wanting to go eat pancakes, thus Lumberjack Day is the same day as Pancake Day. The good news is you don't have to be a lumberjack to go out and get some free pancakes today. And in the news this Tuesday. He is the most uh, pro-union president in modern times. That is not something that he's given him that himself that title. That is something that labor unions have given uh, to him, and he wears that very proudly. The guy who's never done a day of physical work in his entire life, Joe Biden. That's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre as President Biden would become the first sitting president to walk a labor union picket line. Yes, he is pro-union, but he is also the president. Shouldn't he be working to end the strike rather than help divide the sides even more? Remember when they called him the great sympathizer in command or the empathizer in chief, whatever it was? It's more like the divider in command. You may recall last week, former President Donald Trump Trump announced that he would be going to Michigan to meet with the unions and automotive executives. Trump's decision to visit the UAW workers play into your decision to go? Absolutely not. This is a decision uh, to visit the picket line was based off his own desire. This is what the president wanted to do to stand, to stand with auto workers. Absolutely not. Of course not. Trump saying he would go to Michigan had nothing to do with it. And to be fair, the president of the UAW, who does not like Trump, did extend an invite to President Biden, but he didn't really accept until Trump said he was going. Trump will be there tomorrow. Biden will be there today. Trump tomorrow. Biden's visit today also comes as some Democrats begin to question his response to the strike. Meanwhile, yesterday, former President Trump was in South Carolina. Let's get some coverage from Greg Kelly. So President Trump had a big rally in South Carolina today. We carried it live and Fox was carrying it live and everything was going fine until it got uncomfortable for Fox. Watch. You know, they're wasting a lot of time with these ridiculous debates that nobody's watching. Their last debate was the lowest rated debate in history. That's a good compliment, isn't it? Now, what was I doing, Marjorie? I was someplace else, wasn't I, huh? I was doing another interview. 
We had 271 million people listening to the Tucker Carlson interview. That's an all-time record. So here we are, uh, back in the thick of campaign season. We are now just four months away from the Iowa primaries. All right. Yeah, Tucker Carlson used to work there and remains hugely popular. And a lot of people stopped watching Fox News as a result, and uh, they had to get out of there fast. Anyway, kind of amusing, right? What else happened today? Oh, uh, Wales came up. And actually, I think he made a lot of good points. Take a look. In just one example of Crooked Joe's extreme regulatory attacks, the Biden administration is right now trying to bludgeon the boating and maritime industry. We were just discussing it with a lot of boat companies back there that create a lot of jobs and having a hard time. With a boat speed limit of less than 11 miles an hour, the Biden speed limit will demolish the charter fishing business, crush boat manufacturers, and desecrate your cherished low country traditions. It's going to desecrate those traditions. That's why today I'm announcing that when I'm reelected on day one, I will cancel Biden's ridiculous speed limit regulation. Day one. Day one. First day. We will take care of the whales, but we will also take care of the workers, the boaters, the fishermen of South Carolina. We'll take good care of them, all of them, including the whale. Including the whale. Apparently only one whale has been hit by a boat and died in 50 years, but they have all these new regulations. All right, you heard about the poll. Uh, We talked about it earlier. He's beating Biden by nine points, right? And uh, here he is uh, talking about that. He liked it, of course. We're leading by uh, a lot, according to the Washington Post, ABC, against uh, probably the worst president, definitely the worst president, I'd say, in the history of our country. He's destroying our country, so we have to change it. See you later. Thanks. He's not president, but he's more active, more on top of the national scene, the national pulse than the current acting president. Yeah, Biden actually seems like an acting president, not a real president. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, weeknights at 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. As discussed yesterday, not only are Biden's numbers dropping, but they are dropping significantly among minorities. Let's go back to his speech this weekend at the Congressional Black Caucus dinner. And two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. Care to weigh in on yet another moronically ridiculous racial slur on Biden. I, don't, I, I guess it's not intended, but man, he, he keeps doing it. Uh, he just can't help himself, Eric. He's not he's not present. Uh, he's not there. Uh, we've been saying this for a long time. I mean, if this was a Republican, people would be losing their minds. But if you're in the Democrat elite, you know, just like John Fetterman, we're going to change the rules to accommodate one guy who's incapable of dressing like a United States senator. We'll just change all the rules to accommodate him. That's what the Democrats do. Uh, and, you know, it's not getting him anywhere. The reason he, Joe Biden's falling uh, with all sorts of minorities and with everyone else is because his policies are a disaster for them. They're a disaster for working class Americans. They're a disaster for anyone other than Zelensky uh, and the Ukrainian oligarch class that they want to prop up with billions and billions of more U.S. taxpayer dollars. 
it never ends. We're literally funding their first responders. We can't take care of our own Americans first. They want to fund 57,000 of them over there. We're funding their entrepreneurs in the Ukraine. Uh, what about American entrepreneurs? This is Democrat policy. It's absolutely asinine. And that's why it's falling in the polls, so much so that The Washington Post wasn't happy with the results because they're used to trying to create the results that they want, that they want to change the way that they do polling because they weren't happy with the result because the result doesn't fit there and the D.C. establishment desired narrative. It's amazing you point this out, and this is so accurate. When the poll didn't come out the way they thought it would, they called it, oh, it's an outlier. And the left, there's leftist talking heads all over, Joe Scarborough, all over the place saying, why would you even publish a poll? So what? You don't publish it if it doesn't turn out your way? That's not journalism. That's propaganda. Eric Bowling with Donald Trump Jr., who referenced money to Ukraine. On yesterday's Newsmax Daily, I encouraged you to check out the 60 Minutes piece from Sunday on Ukraine, tracking where exactly all the money is going and how it's being spent. Now, you know all about the military aid, the vehicles, the weapons, the ammunition, but money from the United States, our money, is also paying the salaries of some 57,000 Ukrainian first responders and funding some programs that have absolutely nothing to do with fighting Russia. Yesterday, I also referenced a comment from former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, who told Morning Joe that he would take an 85-year-old Joe Biden on his worst day over the indicted Donald Trump as president. I said Johnson obviously isn't feeling the economic squeeze like most regular folks are, but not being completely blinded from reality, he also told MSNBC that the Biden administration needs to treat the border crisis as an all-hands-on-deck situation. That's a quote, because the failure to do so could strengthen Donald Trump's electoral chances. Well, no kidding. I have to think that as the former Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson has had numerous comments on the border crisis over the course of time, but it's funny how a lot of Democrats are going to now start talking about the border and how Biden needs to secure the border to beat Trump. Like, if there was no election coming up, the insanity at the border could just go on. It's not a big deal, or it wasn't a big deal until now. Now we have to do something about the border because it's going to help Donald Trump. How about an update from the border from award-winning Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones? Jason, I know this question here might seem a little general, but I think it's appropriate because we are seeing record amount of people come across the southern Sweet. border. Is there a plan uh, that you're hearing out of D.C.? Is, is something um, in the works to change what's going on down there? Well, good afternoon. It's good to be with you. And it's good to be with the sheriff. You know, look, he's exactly right in what he's seen. Look at the videos that we're, you know, playing back to back, showing all week as Texas Department of Public Safety's aircraft division are, are chasing single males who are all runners coming into the country. There is no plan in place right now that I'm aware of. You know, we broke the intel story several weeks ago that there were 82,000 people in the month of August alone who crossed through the Darien Gap. That was an unprecedented number. And that the entire pipeline from Mexico all the way down to the Darien was completely backed up with people. And we're seeing that play out. Yet what are we hearing from DHS? Their plan is very clear. It is to process faster. That's it. There is no national security initiatives being put in place, and there are no downrange places, uh, operations to try to change what's happening. If there were, you'd be hearing it from the national level. 
And yet, what do we hear from them? silence about what they're going to do to stop what's taking place. Uh, Sheriff, I, I know you're based in Arizona, but of course I, you, you travel a lot. And I think what we're, we're observing more and more that the border problem is no longer just at the border. Of course, we're seeing it in large cities like right here in New York City. But it's even beyond that. At what point do you think Americans, uh, most Americans will have a situation where they realize that the border is literally in their backyard no matter where they live in the country? I think we've already passed that point, Kat. We're starting to see New York's filling it. Chicago, they got them sleeping in the in the inside the police stations on the floor. Um, I go to Georgia, Alabama. Everywhere you go, these folks have made their way across this country. When we ask these people that come across, where are you going? None of them ever say Arizona. Some will occasionally say Texas. The majority of them are going to con- states all across this country, and predominantly red states for that matter. Um, and we're seeing now New York, uh, the governor, the mayor, they're starting to feel the effects of it, something we've been feeling for a long time in Arizona and Texas. And I'm kind of glad that Americans are waking up. I think I saw a poll that said 70% are upset with Joe Biden and this administration's failure to secure the southern border, and they should be, um, because it is affecting every American. That's Arizona Sheriff Mark Lamb, who's also a Republican Arizona Senate candidate on Newsmax's American Agenda, saying exactly what I have said for well over a year now. It's affecting every American in every city in America. And most of the people crossing the border now are young men coming over by themselves or in small groups. We're not seeing families like we were last year. We're not seeing women and children. We are seeing mostly young men, criminals, drug dealers, and maybe a few people that are legitimately trying to escape their country. For more on Biden administration policies, we go to Rob Schmidt tonight at American historian Victor Davis Hanson. The hardest working, highest taxed Americans, the W-2 family in this country, are just getting gutted by this regime. Yeah, I mean, here in California, we've lost 600,000 people have left in the last uh, 18 months with more to come. I mean, we have the highest income tax at 13.3%. We had a $100 billion surplus, and now we're looking at a perhaps a $40 billion deficit. So uh, I think the whole country is headed for a California rendezvous. And, in Cal- and that means higher taxes, more regulation, and less services, Uh, less infrastructure, more crime. It's the more money you give the government. It's not neutral. It gets worse. And that's a very strange disconnect, but it's true. I think Gavin Newsom wants to do for America what he did for California. It's it's so true. The the more that you give, you you would think that it would get better. It it actually gets worse and worse and worse. It's a it's very strange. It develops it. It really develops a contempt. What, what I think people don't mind paying taxes if they get something in that bargain: good schools, less crime, good infrastructure. But when you get less of that, and then the government insults you and keeps calling you pay your fair share yeah. in the manner of Joe Biden. I mean, he his family has avoided millions of dollars of taxes, but that hasn't precluded him from lecturing us that we don't pay enough income tax. You know, and that they, they, really gets people angry. It, it certainly does. People hate taxes. But it's it's sad that, you know, what what the Democrats have done so well is, is effectively convince the country that they are the good guys. Right. That they, they, they hold the moral high ground, I think, on most of these issues. And they, they're uh-huh. they're working, I think, against us. I think up to now they've been able to do that. But okay. when you have almost 80 percent of the people against the border policy and you see this new development of very, very wealthy people 
the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Bill Gates, uh, the George Soros, be becoming completely exempt from the ideologies they inflict on us. So that's that's really the new theme of the Democratic Party. We're going to dictate to you on green energy, on crime, on transgenderism, on teachers unions, but we ourselves, because of our money and our supposed morality, are going to be exempt from the consequences of our own ideology. And I think people have woken up to that. And so they're caricaturing that very wealthy. I think we're, we're headed for a big counter-revolution. I think it's already started. A counter-revolution. That's American and military historian Victor Davis Hanson on Rob Schmidt tonight, weeknights, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Today and tonight, you'll continue to hear a lot from Washington on the battle to fund the government, which runs out of money on Friday night. Funding the government is one of the most basic fundamental responsibilities of the Congress, and if Republicans in the House don't start doing the job, we should stop electing them. House Republicans' chaos continues to march us toward an extreme Republican shutdown. The president and his administration are pointing the finger at those extreme Republicans trying to cause an extreme government shutdown, saying the extreme House Republicans are not living up to an agreement that Biden reached with Speaker McCarthy on spending levels. McCarthy and some Republicans are proposing a short-term spending bill that would keep the government funded for the next 45 days. That proposal also contains budget cuts and some tougher border policies that Senate Democrats will likely not accept. Other Republicans like Florida Rep. Matt Gates and Colorado Rep. Lauren Boebert, among others, don't want a short-term deal. The government, for all intensive purposes, runs out of money on Friday night. There will also be a lot of talk today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, and through November about the upcoming debate now between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom, who many believe is going to be the Joe Biden replacement before next November. After months of back and forth, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom have agreed to do an in-person debate on November the 30th in Georgia. Not long after Thanksgiving. Yeah, for more on this, Hogan Gidley is still with us and joining us now as national spokeswoman for the DeSantis 2024 campaign. Carly Atchikinson. Uh, Carly, why is Governor DeSantis doing this? Well, I think it's an important conversation for the rest of the country to have. Uh, and it's not Florida versus California. That debate has been uh, settled. People have been moving with their feet, voting with their feet rather, moving to the state of Florida but what this is really about is what do we want the future of our country to look like? Uh, Joe Biden's campaigning for his basement, doesn't want to have that conversation. So let's have it with somebody who is willing to put forward uh, their failing leftist policies that have left California, one of the uh, most egregious states in the nation when it comes to uh, for businesses, high taxes, high rates of poverty. Uh, that's why Ron DeSantis is doing this, is to offer a different vision for the country, a better forward-looking vision for the country. Uh, and it's the blueprint that has been uh, the one he's been running in Florida. Yeah, but Carly, this has got to be about more than just debating a blue state governor. Otherwise, DeSantis could debate Maura Healy from Massachusetts or Kathy Hochul in, in New York or, or pick your failed Democratic governor. Um, does the governor, Governor DeSantis, view Newsom as a possible opponent in 2024? 
We'll see. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll go back to the point I just made, which is California is the best example of what happens when you have leftist policies in charge. You're right. We could pick any state. But California is the best example of what happens when you have uh, this far left radical socialist type governance. Uh, when you see somebody like Gavin Newsom who has been putting his thumb on the scale trying to get government to fix every problem, it's only made everything worse. That's DeSantis campaign spokesperson Carly Atchison on this morning's Wake Up America, which begins at 6.30 Eastern every day on Newsmax, 7 o'clock on the weekends. The debate will be very, very entertaining, I'm sure. But in the big picture of things, what is really the point, right? There is very little chance that either governor will be their respective party's presidential nominee. And if they are, if they should end up as the nominees, they will have debates prior to the election. So this is like really just an entertainment show. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems, including Comcast, Cox Cable, Mediacom, Spectrum, Verizon, Fios, AT&T, and others, and most platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, and others. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute every day you need the app the newsmax app find it free on your smartphone store then watch us anytime anywhere